This is a homebrew podcast. Oh, God. It's after me. Oh, God. Who, who's that guy? Why does he keep following me? Oh, I'll hide in there. They'll never follow me in there. Oh, God. It stinks so much in here. What are you doing in my private bathroom, Nivets? Oh, Randall. Uh, just running and hiding. Are you running and hiding from? Somebody's chasing me around the ship, Gretel. You gotta help me. Here, let me go check. See, there he is. Oh, that guy? That's just Blaine, our forever lurker. He won't hurt you unless it's like Friday the 13th or something. But why does he look like William Shatner? I don't know, it's just the way his mask is. It's, you don't have to be afraid of him, Nivets. Anyway, welcome to the crew, Blaine. Welcome back to the homebrew. I'm your DM, still getting over COVID. We record two sessions at once. But hi, I'm Grant Milky here with Austin Brady. Gray, dancer of the blade. Cody Smith. Farmer fighter Grundle. John Cayley. Nimitz Pozu, the unconscious. And Tyrell Nye. Heavy arms, crit machine, Oliver. Previously on the homebrew, the crew flew to the Flesh Castle and took on Gula, the Lady of Gluttony. We are right back here locked into this heavy-hitting fight with a massive worm. And we're not going to waste any time at all. Straight into Gray's turn. Gray, Nivitz is trapped beneath this thing, unconscious. It is lashing around, rolling around, moving its massive body every which way, trying to crush and bite and sting you all. Uh, Gray, can Gray see Nivets? What was your perception check? I believe my perception check from last time was a seven. Nope. Okay. Um, then Gray would behave the way that they would normally behave. They're gonna run up. They are currently... 25 feet from the creature. Gray's going to run up, do their three hasted attacks. One booming blade for 17, one slash for 29, and one slash for 24. The second and third attacks hit. 21, 29, 36 damage total. Uh, and then I'm going to back up my remaining movement. All right. And then I'm going to use my... Bonus action to cast my dear, dear uh, Spirit Shred. And that is going to go ahead and cause me to roll against my Essence Surge table. My save would be eight, and I rolled a one. So I get to roll a D100 and see what the hell happens on my Essence Surge. Oh, shit. I think this is the first time you've ever actually Essence Surged, right? Yeah, uh, that's a 29. Okay, you teleport 60 feet straight forward in the direction that you are facing. If you collide with an object, you take 2d12 damage. Whoosh. Oh, but it does put you right back next to the monster. It puts me right back next to the worm. Zoop. Yeah, you'd like lose control. So, you know, Gray has multiple concentration spells and basically like you just for a, a, a split second, you like lose a little bit of concentration and the the magic goes wild purple energy like flies out from around you did you just lag out right yeah you rubber band right back to where you were <laughs> i'm concentrating on a lot of things right now grundle yeah we do <sighs> yeah there there's just arcs of energy like popping from gray's skin all right that brings us to gula uh gula is going to roll forward, writhing, rolling. Again, there's like literal shit and blood and bone just like falling between the cracks of this thing. You do see it leaves behind an unconscious form of Nivets behind it. Uh, 22 on the crush attack. Does not hit. Does not hit. Does that hit Grundle? Or actually has to roll to see if it hits my, uh, my blur. My last one. It does hit Grundle. It hits my blur. M your mirror image. My, yeah, my mirror image, sorry. Yep, so your last mirror image is, uh, flits out. And Grundle, you take 21 bludgeoning damage. 
So ten. Ten, yeah. It's gonna try and eat Grundle again. Seventeen. Can't quite do it. Well, you are restrained, actually. So twenty-five. Does a twenty-five hit? Yeah. A twenty-five would Never mind, you're not restrained yet. It's you're only restrained if it ends its turn on your space, so it doesn't hit you. It has to end its turn in your space, and it's still its turn. That makes sense, yeah. You are not bitten. Mm. A stinger is going to fly around and try and pierce through Oliver. 18, though. I punch it aside. Uh, Now you are restrained, Grundle, as it ends its turn. Make a DC 15 strength saving throw to get out from under this thing. I do have advantage on strength saving throws because I'm raging. Nice. Absolutely. It's a good thing you do. There's a big wall of text, but it's in there somewhere. You have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Yes, I rolled an 11, a botch, uh, but thanks to that, I got an 18. Perfect. So what does that mean? I'm just not restrained. You're not restrained. You kind of squirt out of this thing, covered in its shit, five feet away from it. Shit, juice. Hmm. Well, I guess I will work my way around it in an attempt to get to Nivets, I really can't get that far this turn. Okay. I will attack a crit. Jesus. Boom. I will attack. Oh, 17. Da, 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 da. What do I do? What do I do? I will uh, attack again. 23. That hits. All right. So the crit was 38 damage and then... 32 damage for the regular hit. Yep. You guys are powerhouses. And that's that. Okay. At the end of your turn, this thing is going to try to eat Oliver. 20? No, sir. It still can't get through. And that is Oliver's turn. I rolled 25 on my strength save. Perfect. Break free again. And start my onslaught anew. Seeing Nivet's unconscious... Oliver just roars in disgust and hate for this creature and starts swinging. And I crit. Nice. 25 plus 6. 28 for 27 damage. 31 for 22 damage. That's a 17 with a miss. 26 for 22. And then I'm going to action surge. I'm going to swing again for 30 for 24. 21 for 28. A 19 will miss. A 23 for 29. And a 19 on miss. Damn. Still a lot of Damn. damage. Smash into this thing. Pieces flying. Poop. Blood. Guts. Poop. Weird titty meat. Tongues. They start to burrow a hole through it. My fists. Yeah. Uh, looking, looking increasingly rough. There's blood and guts pouring out of this thing. Doesn't even look like it's its own guts. Just stuff it has eaten. Nivets. Make a death saving throw. Gray, make a strength saving throw. Uh, Actually, at the end of your turn, it's going to use a legendary action. It is going to try desperately to eat something. uh, Looking like Gray is going to be the target since he'll have advantage. Has this thing pinned down with a bit of its body and tries to just chomp at it. Willingly kind of like biting some of its own flesh out of the way to get to Gray. Uh, For 27. Uh, I'm going to cast shield. And it still cannot get through. Great is going to make this strength saving throw to try to get out from underneath the worm. I get a bonus because I have tensors on. It's a 23. Yeah, more than enough. And I am going to strike at it twice. That's a crit, baby. Nice. And a 17 for the other one. But the crit makes up for it. That is going to be... A whole lot of damage. <laughs> 15, 25, 42, 52, 68. 68 damage. Yeah. And then Gray is going to use their... Do you want to use your hasted? Yeah, my hasted movement speed. No, do you want to use your hasted attack? No, I'm going to try it like that. that I'm going to try to get all the way over to Nivets to do Spare the Dying. That, that, oh shit, my economy, I fucked up my economy. Yeah. How so? Um, because I can only do one attack as hasted, that's my cantrip. Well, as an attack, I can cast, as part of my attack, I can cast my cantrip. I'm gonna go over, I'm still gonna move, I'm still gonna go and try to, um, 
do like a medicine check to try to stabilize. You can't um, do that either this turn. Nivets. Okay. Well, then I will just move away and I will. <laughs> well, you can still make another attack with your haste. Yeah, in. yeah. Why can't you? Mm. Never mind. I guess you're right. That's a 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that's 29 more damage. And then I'm going to. Well, give me an insight check. Okay. 12. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm going to move my full distance away so that I can get kind of in the area close to where Nivitz is at. Okay. Alright. And that is going to be Gula's turn. Do we need to have a sidebar on the economy there, Cody? I was just didn't understand why he couldn't use his like hasted action to use a potion or something. Isn't hasted action very specific? Yeah, what I was trying to do was use my hasted action first and then use my normal action to go give Nivet Nivet's a thing, but I fucked it up as soon as I rolled the, that second swing. You can? Or, okay, so so Rules Lawyer Grundle is right. You can do use an object, so you could do a potion. You couldn't do... Spell. Um, yeah. You could do a potion. couldn't do a spell, but you could do a potion. Okay. Um, if I can do that, I would love to use my like potion of superior healing on supreme supreme healing. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I Rules normally wins another. Well, case. this is this is gonna be a one-time thing because he was gonna do spare the dying, and you said, "Wait, no, you can use an item." So he oh. wasn't asking if he could use a potion. So we we're metagaming a little bit, but that's okay. Sure. What I guess what I was just confused was I thought that that's what he was intending to do. But I guess you're right. By the letter of the law, that's not what he said. Rules lawyer Grant. It's not as cool. <laughs> okay, so uh, Potion of Supreme Healing is fucking stupid. It's like, let me see what it is. It's uh, 10d4 plus 20. <laughs> Yeesh. All right. I'll just do it for you since you guys are being slow bitches. No, I... Oh. I already I beat a, you. I rolled yeah, a 48, though. Yeah, use his. Woohoo! 48 health to Nivets. And that yep. is Gula's turn. Gula, Gula. Uh, it is going to roll forward, crushing oh, both Oliver <laughs> and Grundle. Attempting to crush Oliver and Grundle. And she takes Ooh. 3d8 thunder from my booming blade. That is going to be an 18. I don't think that hits either of you. Not a... This thing's final thoughts from like, what is that arm metal arm demand? What the hell is his problem? <laughs> it is going to try and eat Grundle. 31? That'll get me. Okay. Are you sure? 31, yeah. Yeah. Make a DC 18 dexterity saving throw. I know you have danger sense, I know you have advantage. I do have danger sense, I do have advantage. I crit. I did crit. <laughs> 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 and a stinger for Oliver for 30. A stinger for Oliver. That's the name of Oliver's memoirs. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one. Darn fucking straight you are, you bitch. It wow. does 700 damage and you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 23 piercing, which is I think half to you and protector you and all in. I'm in all in mode, so it is full damage. Okay, 23 piercing damage. Uh, and that is the end of her turn. Grundle, make a strength saving throw. I have advantage on strength saving throws. Shut the fuck up. Go ahead. 28. You're good. And I will, uh, patty slam. Uh, uh, Grundle squirms out from under this giant worm thing. Gets his footing. Think you're better than me because you're a farmer. And he starts slamming into it. Ugh, a nine. Damn you, Everett, almost! Oh, 19. Oh, 19. Oh. <laughs> 19s! Grundle is just flailing over here. I literally rolled just two 19s in a row, and the, the last one was a double 19. Uh, 19, the number of the devil. All right. What is happening? Oliver, make a strength saving throw. Actually, at the end of your turn, he's going to try to fucking eat you. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> 28! Tilladin smashes into the front of him. Not you! Oh, Grundle! 
Sorry, was- <laughs> talking to me. I was like, fuck you. 27 piercing damage, and I know you have danger sense, and I know you have advantage, and if you crit, you're kicked out of the game. What's happened, 27? Wow. He really, he really just wants... It all comes out right here, right now, two years later. <laughs> I just want to eat Grundle. Make the stupid dexterity saving throw. Clip it. No! <laughs> she leaves. No! I'm joking. Uh, Grundle goes into the mouth of this thing, Oliver. You see, you look up, you see Grundle kind of like flailing, having trouble find like any of his hits, finding uh, agency on this thing's like body as it kind of squirms around. There's like tightness plates are falling off of it. It's just getting all slimy and gross. And then finally it chomps down and Grundle disappears. Oh my god! No! Holy shit. It's funny because it has 26 health and it's over anyways and you don't even get to do anything. I crawl out from under it. RP it really fucking cool. Kenny, my friends! 18 misses, 22 hits, 22 hits. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and uh, roleplay your kill on this thing. Yeah, like I said, Oliver had already started burrowing a hole through this thing with his fist, so I imagine I just keep... I just expedite my punching and just start digging hard. I just, like, I'm, I'm punching a man-sized hole with this massive worm, and I just keep going and going and going, and then hit intestine, and bust through that, and Grundle comes rolling out as the giant worm just collapses. And <laughs> like we're a newborn in, child. Like, covered in so much gore. <sighs> Are you okay, Grundle? Yeah, I'm alright. It was pretty scary in there. I got it in my mouth. <laughs> I believe this makes you the Lord of Gluttony now? Yeah, so as this thing dies and its like final bit of everything that's inside of it starts to just spill out, it's almost like waterfalls falling out of this castle's gate down to the swamp below of just blood and wine and everything disgusting. Two things start to form in its place as this thing just kind of melds into the flesh castle from where it came. One of them is a portal. It looks like a small little branch has grown out of the ground and is twisted around. Uh, It would be look very much like what you have used the last couple times that you've descended. And on the other side is a dark purple orb. It wouldn't take you... the, The choice here basically is if you would take it, you could become the Lord of Gluttony, have the power of essentially a demigod, have a realm to yourself. It wouldn't necessarily have to be the same way that Gula ran her realm, right? But that power is there since you have killed her. But you would be, of course, bound to this layer of exile. Dang. Not saying any of you are wanting that choice. I'm just saying <laughs> it's there. If you wanted to play demigod, it's there. Well, guys, it's been fun. Yeah. And my long and dusty trail. Yeah, I always knew it'd be this way. Oliver, Lord of Gluttony. Gluttony <laughs> for punishment. Glutton for yeah, no. yeah. All right, see you later. <laughs> no, no, I was not gonna take that. I mean, I will not want it either. It sounds like you're stuck here forever. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not touching that. Yeah, I mean, I like eating as much as the next person, but... Hey, Nivitz, you should take that power. <sighs> Come on, man. Let's touch it. No. Nope. I'll see what it nope. does, Nivitz. Come on. I what's here. Nope. Come on, dude. If I touch it, you're staying here. You always say yes to everybody else. Oh, uh, maybe we should give it When it's just it your nipples that. getting torn off, you say yes. But when it's super demigod powers, you say no. I don't understand you. <laughs> Forget the part where we're trapped here. Well, I am. This thing had too many nipples, and as far as I remember you guys joking about it earlier, uh, Nivitz doesn't have enough nipples to qualify, so... Can we leave this place? As for the suggestion that somebody seemed like they were going to say where we give it to little Timmy? (laughs) Yeah, what's wrong with that idea? We don't know little Timmy. 
Little Timmy, Lord of Gluttony. What happens if there's no custodian of the plane? Oh, who cares? Is there a power vacuum? Do they all just die out? What happens? Does the first thing that comes along and he touches this thing get up the power? <laughs> I summon Gideon. Oh, God. The fuck, Schmurl. No. Gideon, <laughs> eat this worm. <laughs> no, guys, I hate you. That no, would be no. hilarious. If, if I did that, he would be more vengeful than this thing was. Can't give Gideon that much power. I think he'd be our friend. I'll see you again, Gray. I'll <laughs> see you soon. in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Every night. No, we, uh, Gray, Gray, I mean, Gray will, like, investigate the rest of this room, see if there's, like, anything of use. Yeah, there is an alchemy jug. Nice. Ooh. Get it to make some mail. Alchemy jug. Alchemy jug. Uh, and there are all sorts of, well, I mean, other than, like, the body parts, there are all sorts of, like, fine wines, and if you were to spend plenty of time here, you could probably get a few hundred gold pieces worth of, like, silverware and plates and things like that. Nice. Yeah, I th- I think we should rest here anyway. It would be nearly impossible for any sane person to rest here. You are literally covered in literal shit in a flesh castle made of skin. You can't rest here? That thing was bleeding poop. I mean, I'm turned on, so... It's going to take a a pretty high constitution saving throw for anyone to sleep here. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I'm immune to fear, so... (laughs) Are you immune to puke? I'm immune to disease. I'm not sure. Okay, being immune to disease doesn't mean you want to sleep in poop. Fair. That's not Unless the same thing. Unless you're that guy from Elden Ring, the defiler, dude. Yeah. If you're immune. The dung knight or whatever. Dung Ugh. eater. Dung eater. Yeah, he eats yeah. the dung. Reminder, what's the next layer down that we're going to be stepping into? You will be heading to greed. Nice. Okay. But there's some cool stuff. Well, I was good war, boys. Arcs. Uh, I don't think you gotta worry about take power. Someone always rises to take power. Well, who's gonna give us the power to leave? We just stepped through the portal. There's a portal? Yes, yes, there, look. Here, here's the portal. I thought it was roots. Gray steps in the portal. <laughs> okay, yeah, the, uh, the, the circle of roots kind of like wraps around you and Gray is pulled down through the castle through Gluttony. And if you want to follow him, you may. Man, this guy moves fast. And I'm, like, still just just fucking covered in shit. Just, okay, I'm like, I look like I just got hit by a fucking, I was in a porta potty when it moved over. Yep. Uh, when you come through the other side, I've already pressed digitated myself clean. Nice. I plopped to the other side of the portal just like a turd. Oh, that's weird. I got cleaned by the portal. I don't know why you're still covered in shit. Nivitz, are you going through the portal? I just don't want to speak for anyone. Yeah. It's going to quickly become the Lord of Gluttony. There's part of me that really actually does want to do it, but no. Nivitz is going through. Hey, I, I put it there. If you want to do it, do I, it. I know. Portal, I, before no. you walk through that portal, you better not forget me, boy. I still can't walk. Alright. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sit in shit, Cass. Say. Cannonball! Alright, Nivet's final answer, God or whatever lays below. <sighs> He's going through. Okay. Uh Greed is a black orb, somehow darker than the dark branches that wrap around it. As you spiral towards it in this space in between, you see that there are holes all around it, and there is occasional movement that you can spot. Just dark shadows. But they're passing under an insurmountable, insurmountable, innumerable number of jagged openings in what you realize is a massive dark rock formation. You are pulled through one of these caves, and as you descend deep through this twisting network of caverns, you realize that the moving shapes are dragons. Tons of them, of all colors. At one point in the descent, you see an ancient green dragon and an ancient red dragon slam into each other from about 200 yards away. 
and the force of their collision is so great that you like feel it inside of your bones. The green breathes a massive plume of poison, which is met with the red dragon's fire, and they're locked in the center before the fire finally overcomes the poison and scorches the green dragon, which begins to retreat. Eventually, you land. It's definitely dark. On one side of you is an intense heat. You look and see it's leading into a massive cave with these huge magma flows. And on the other side of you is an intense cold. And you see sprawling ice caves with jagged ice formations. And here, you feel like you're probably at the very center of this place. Well... On the back side, the shit's just flaking off. It's either frozen or crispy now. <laughs> I press to digitate everyone so they stop being covered in shit. Thanks. Yeah. I also hold my hand out to Nivitz. Nivitz reaches out his hand? I, I slap your hand. No, give me your potion. Oh, uh, see? No, I don't. Let me find it. Nivitz goes in his bag and finds it and gives it over. Thank you. I appreciate it. See? Saying thank you is nice. Pretty easy. Yeah, dragons are fly every so often a dragon flies overhead looks like every which way this rock formation that you're in is some sort of like different terrain uh there are where you're at which seems to be kind of like in the center the most like hospitable place uh go ahead and give me a perception check Ugh, nine from gray 25 from oliver 25 from nivets 11 from grumble yeah oliver and nivets um it's a little bit hard to spot but uh, there is a very thin door. You can kind of only see it when you're uh, from one side. If you go, if, if you were to kind of like circle around it, uh, you can't see it straight on. Like it has no width, so to speak. And you can't see it from behind, but you can see a faint door. It looks just like a normal wooden door off to the side. Uh, very close to where the center of like where the ice and the, the darker magma like obsidian rock meet. What the hell are you guys doing? I guess the door. What? Show me. I'm right there. I might be high. There's a door there, right? Now that you point it out. Maybe it's doing this thing where he's like covering one eye looking and yeah, kind of see it. Yep, it's, I see a door too. Cool. Do you think it's uh, somewhere we should go? I mean, probably should have hired a guide or something. Yeah. Gray will jiggle the handle. It's unlocked. Gray will check it for traps. Beautiful. Roll investigation. Investigation. It's a 16. There's definitely some type of mechanical device on the top right of the door that you feel like would activate if you opened it. Gray is going to get everybody to stand back. Uh, and then use Mage Hand to open the door. Smart. Yeah, very smart. The door opens and it pushes against this little mechanical device, which is just the cutest little golden bell. And it goes, goes, that was nice. I don't like that. Uh, what's inside? It's hard to see. It's definitely some sort of um, demi-planar space. Like, the, or demi, what do you call it? Yeah, that's the right word, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, so, like, the, the entrance is kind of hard to, like, see through, per se. It's kind of like a floating portal. It's, like, a blurry. This is interesting. Um, should we check it out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to cast Find Familiar again. Okay, I don't think your familiar's dead. Oh, that's right. No, yeah. I just assumed it was dead because it had one hit point and survived that whole fucking fight. Um, I forgot. Flying versus a burrowing creature. It's yeah. uh, in a good spot. It's going to. I'm going to command it to fly through the portal and I will try to look through its eyes. Yeah. Or communicate with it telepathically, I, I believe. Yes, I can see through its eyes as well. Yeah, you well. can see through yeah. its eyes. Yeah, inside is like a. You can give me an arcana check. Okay. There is a brightly lit sprawling mansion inside with a 23 arcana check you know that this is the spell magnificent mansion there's an open floor plan with this great wooden table as the centerpiece there are like steel sconces everywhere with magically lit torches this perfect like white fire light there's a very notable aquarium with these bright fish swimming around 
and big round windows that have a very obviously enchanted view of like grass greenlands outside. There are stairs. There's a double wooden staircase that goes up to a very small balcony that overlooks the great table. And there are double doors at the top of that. And then there are two doors beneath the balcony underneath the stairs. One of them is cracked open a little bit and you can see like a, what looks like a kitchen. There's like magically dancing like pots and pans and knives. Looks like they're preparing some sort of meal. Can I make a full sweep to try to find any occupants? Yeah. Um, is he, are you trying to be stealthy? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, roll, give me a stealth check with your familiar. That is a 12. Yeah. As your owl goes into the like kitchen area, there is a silver dragonborn in there who is uh, looking over a book and seems to be holding the book with one hand and he's like stirring a pot with the other hand and he's got like little rounded spectacles and he's got like a piece of parchment floating beside him with a quill that's kind of like moving so he's like doing all these three things at once uh, and he looks up and sees your owl and starts for a moment he's like oh hello hello there where'd you come from it's going to just kind of like knock with its foot. You're trying to tell me something. Um, and then I'm going to like try to lead him to the door. Yeah, I think he would know that this is a familiar just because he's a yeah. he's a magical person. It's like he would uh, peek his he would set down his uh, well, he'd hand his spoon to like one of these like um, little unseen servants that's floating around. And he would close his book and put it into a little uh, satchel that he's carrying. And he would come out into the main area and call through the door like, Um, hello? If there's someone out there, you're more than welcome to come in. Uh, yeah, Gray, Gray steps on in. Hey, how's it going, man? Oh, hello. And this dragonborn, this is a, if I didn't mention, it's a silver dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Takes this deep sweeping bow. He's like, hello, it's so wonderful to have some visitors. It's been quite a while. Uh, Phineas Alistair Lath at your service. Grundle. Grundle, it's an interesting name. He would open Arch. his book. What's the what's the uh, what's the origin of that? I'm not familiar. Grundle. What's that mean? Oh no. Oh, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So are we ascending or descending? Tell me everything. Head down, Pops. We're descending. Oh, down. Do you have a, a score to settle, or are you one of those uh travelers they're doing the path? What is it? What is it? Both. Both. Yep, both. Interesting. Well, as I said, my name is Phineas Alistair Laith. I am a planeswalker. I'm a traveler. I'm a student. I have set up my study here. It's a quite a wonderful setup for me. I can provide a brief respite from what I am sure has been quite the journey for you. You can rest here, have a nice hot meal. And I, I'm a student, so I'd love to learn everything you can tell me about the lost, about demons, about your travels, about your path. Uh, I'm simply a storyteller, I'm a writer, I'm a student of the arcane, and we're better to learn everything there is to know about the universe than the one place that the most powerful beings have to stop along their journey. Can I roll, I mean, I'm not, I don't like necessarily think he's like, but can I roll an insight? Yeah, absolutely. 21? Yeah, I mean, his story adds up. This would be like the best if you were trying to study like lost or demons or learn magical, I mean... He's surrounded by dragons, and dragons are excessively magical. Yeah. And he is kind of on this stop, you know what I mean, ascending and descending. So the story adds up. You're not getting any ill will or any anything from him like that. Fairly straightforward. Yeah, I'll just kind of shrug, like, all right. And this is all wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And he uh, gathers up some fresh parchment, parchment and sits down, and he's like, well, you know, there'll, there'll be plenty of time for this. You guys can have a rest, you know, have yourself... Some soup? Do you like soup? I have some ale. There's music. Do you like music? All of the above. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, yeah, and, you know, the next little while, he essentially just entertains. He has a little piano, and he would happily play you a song, and he has a decent singing voice. There's food prepared. Nothing crazy, but, you know, uh, fresh fruit and vegetables and soup, and there's ale, as he mentioned. And I think, uh, Gray, you would note that, like, he seems like he has some actual, like, skill at entertaining. He's not just, like, Mm -hmm. like he's done this before. I have to say, Phineas, this has been the most welcome I've felt in a very long time. Oh, that means so much to me. Thank you. Uh, What's that supposed to mean? 
<laughs> oh, a polite jest, I'm sure. It, honestly, uh, in company of heroes like yourself, of the greatness of the uh, the titans, so to speak, that come through these realms, I have to be able to provide something. I'm just a scholar myself, you see, so... A scholar who survives out here must well, be so... A I don't quite do much powerful scholar yourself. I mean, I know a few spells, certainly. Uh, I, I'm actually specialized in teleportation magic, though. So, uh, I, you know, not to tease myself too much, but I, I've, I've never really been in a fight myself. Teleportation magic? That's quite interesting. Yes, I, it looks like you're both students of the arcane yourselves, right? Indeed. We are. Well, as I'm sure you can tell, the normal teleportation that we learn, you know, as we're learning our magics and the ability to shift through time space using the arcane doesn't quite do it out here um i i do know a spell though it's a very powerful spell it actually allows you tra to traverse much greater distances it's quite quite wonderful i'd be happy to teach it to you or create a scroll for you or something to that effect i'm sure it'll be very useful uh, i find many people like to purchase these from me because they come here expecting to teleport home and i hate to tell you this but you're not going to be able to teleport home you didn't even think that far ahead. I would love to learn the spell from you. Yep. Well, my price is certainly fair, as I believe. If you'd spend the day telling me of your journeys so that I can document them. Uh, specifically, I'm interested in the path. I'm interested in the lost. Anything that you could tell me of that nature. Uh, specifically him. And he would point up at the, uh, in the sky. You could have Burning Man is invisible from here. Why do you want to know about that asshole? Well, I want to know everything. Me too. Everything. Oliver. Just talk shit to me every time I almost die. Well, I think that these times in which you almost die are going to be very, very interesting to our friend Phineas. I've, I've heard of him speaking to people before, especially at times like this, at the greatest trials. What did he, what did he say to you? Uh, talks about us being his brother, mm. how we still don't see, mm. how, uh, how we're like selfish. I don't know, Grendel, if it's... You guys talk to him, too. Yeah, he said we're only worth, like, 45 to him. Which I don't even know what that means. Yeah, more like at least 100. 145. Interesting. I, I had heard 35 before. I hadn't heard 100 or 45. Maybe it was 35. It was a long time ago. It was a dream. It was 35, Grendel. Mm. Well, yeah. I'm not good with numbers, all right? <laughs> Actually, uh, quick question. How did you get this far? Or I, I don't stuff. recognize any of you. I... Did you come all this way without any sort of guide? Have you been here before? How Flew a ship, landed on the surface, killed all the slot, we came down to Glut. Yeah, we made a deal with Sephirim. And then we killed Glut. We made a deal with the Shard of the Evernal Host. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. He gave us our friend. Well, Glut's friend back. Yeah, my friend Tony here. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. He nods. You seem quite injured, friend. Well, being reborn after being dead for seven years seems to take its toll. Don't you worry, I'll be back to killing it soon enough. Hmm. Kill him for a cause, of course. Well, I'm happy to answer any questions you have also. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned, in payment for any information you're willing to share with me, I'm happy to, to, to show you how to uh, the spell that I know. And as I mentioned, uh, good company, good rest. Thanks. Yeah. Gray feels a, probably a little misplaced because they aren't actually on the path yet, but is is trying to fit into the the role of some sort of like honored guest, you know, like really trying to be gracious and follow all of the particular protocols of like. Oh, when you're in a guest's house of a certain esteem, you do this and you do that. And like, I'm sliding coasters under Grundle's cup and <laughs> fucking doing shit like that. What's but Gray yes. doesn't actually know anything about the Lost because Gray doesn't have any shared memory with them. Right, I suppose it's true. Hmm. What is there any part of your journey that you would kind of leave out, I guess would be my question, rather than play through a full fucking recap or anything that you wouldn't want to tell him or anything you'd want to obfuscate probably that we're trying to collect the pages for Zoro from to to get the book from Zoro's sure I mean that really doesn't have anything to do with the path anything that divulges a plan yeah well like Zoro's is kind of like in the way of our path 
So, like, maybe anything that antagonizes Zoros too much. Okay. Because who knows where this guy gets his funding from, you know? Right. Sure. Any sort of big institution has uh, fingers in a lot of things, you know, like some some people who run certain schools also produce weapons, you know? So I'm looking at you, Academia. I see you. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, he would keep you... Uh, and I think he would have a way of making it entertaining for you. It wouldn't just be like being interviewed. I think he would... Phineas would have a way of kind of like making it fun for you to tell this story and kind of like he'd be he'd be commenting and color commentary and it you know you'd have a fun time kind of working through this with you. He would take pages and pages and pages of notes with this like magical quill and then kind of path them together and be like, "Well, that was riveting. I am so happy to have met you. I hope that you are okay. I'm going to turn in for the night. You'll have to excuse me." But help yourself. Anything that you'd like to eat or drink, fine with me. The kitchen is that way. And he would point to... So there's the two doors under the stairs, and the one that's, like, opened is into the, like, kitchen area. And then after he... Unless you guys asked him anything, he would excuse himself and go up the stairway into that third door. And we'll we'll have time to speak tomorrow. I'm sure you have questions about what's next and all that. And I'll I'll do my best to help you. And he would give you a... A uh, scroll of plane shift. Scroll of plane shift. Uh, does Nivitz want that, or do do you want me to hold on to it? I mean, I'll, I'll be. I'm happy to take it. Be interesting to study. So, did he also? Do we just get the scroll, or did he teach us the plane shift? As... He yeah. gave you the scroll, so you'll have to transcribe it into your spell book. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if like you could do that. Cost you some gold, but I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's how usually how wizards get their spell, but we're in a digital world, so it's a little weird for. Yeah. How much all. would that cost us to learn? Digimon. <laughs> Whatever's, uh, whatever the wizard rolls, it should be just right in the wizard, like, uh, yeah. class details. It'll tell you, I think it's like. I just didn't know if anybody had any, like, idea off the top of their mind. I can look it up. I'm looking it up right now, bitch! Wow. So hurtful. Copying that spell, deciphering the number each level of the spell, the process takes two hours and costs 50 gold pieces. It's a seventh level spell, so it's going to cost 14 hours. 14 hours. 14 hours and 450 gold pieces. Oh, 450. 350. Is, math. 350 is not bad. Yeah, didn't we just find like $12,000 on a slot? <laughs> you guys found the looting of years and years and years of slods. It wasn't just a slod with a million dollars. One slod had a lot of money. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna remove 700 uh, gold from our credits tre- treasury. Yeah, sure. Are there credits in the demi plane? I don't think you credits. can yet. Do you have seventh level spells, Gray? Um, I think I... Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I'm sure Nivitz does. Nivitz does, but I know there's some multi-classing going on over in Greyland. Um, I don't think I do, actually. Might want to hold on to the scroll, then, in case you ever want to come back to exile. Yeah, then I'll take out the three 350 for... Take out the 350, and then I'll calculate over the next 14 hours we have of rest that I can copy it down. Sounds fair. Okay. Yeah, and so he has kind of left you um, left you to yourself. There's plenty of pillows and couches and blankets. It's kind of like an open floor plan. There's not like furniture per se. There's just like a lot of sitting and laying areas. It'll be pretty easy to get comfortable. There are books and papers everywhere. Yeah, I think Gray would kind of be very interested in this individual, like just very interested and go through and like skim the books that they have and just kind of investigate the the building in general. Okay. Yeah, give me an investigation check. Oh, that's just a nine. Yeah, I think you're able to find a lot about, like, dragons and magic and about exile itself. Nothing too in-depth. They seem like a lot of musings. Definitely seems like he spends a lot of time writing songs. And then, yeah, in the kitchen, there's kind of some interesting, like, the chamber pots kind of, like, magically pressed to digitate themselves. 
the food cabinets and the, both the hot and the cold seem to like magically replenish uh, fruits and vegetables and things. Seems like no matter how much ale you pour, there's always more. The only uh, thing of real note would be that there, that door, the the third door that I mentioned, is locked, which is mm-hmm. kind of out of place of the the rest of the area, just because it's also open. Yeah. Why are the chamber pots cleaning themselves in the kitchen? I think there'd be like another little room, like behind the kitchen, kind of like in a traditional kitchen layout. There'd be like. A small bathroom. You go into the pantry, take a shit. (laughs) Yep. Hey, man, it's prestidigitating, so do whatever you want. You can just crap your pants. I was going to say, yeah, I wish I knew that spell. I'd just shit my pants. Wizards just whisk their pants. Save the toilets. If you just shit yourself and cleaned it. Yeah, we would save a fortune on toilet seats. Indeed. (laughs) Grundle needs a new one every time he goes. (laughs) <laughs> he, he just grips it too hard oh. I think Gray would make a point to not intrude on the, the third door even though they're very 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 curious about it it's like all of their training says okay they're probably doing some fucked up shit or they can just very much appreciate their privacy either way uh, do not fucking touch that other door <sighs> and would probably relay that to the rest of the group. I'm gonna take a rest. Starters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys get some rest. The way that, that Gray would kind of, like, set up our guest quarters, too, Gray would kind of, like, move their sleeping situation close to the door so that their Stone of Ionis, uh, Ion, would, would wake them up if there was... Nice. Anything coming up. Got it. Just in case this guy tries to sneak in and poison us and eat us. <laughs> Are they specific? I'm thinking Charming. I'm thinking Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, don't worry. I'm also alert. Yeah. Can't surprise me. So two of us can't be surprised. All right. Nivets and Gray, uh, very comfortable. It's uh, hard not to drift off to sleep. Yeah, the last couple of days. Yeah. It is a very welcome respite from everything that you guys have been dealing with, especially trying to sleep in gluttony yesterday. I think it's very comforting. Um, anything Oliver or Grundle are doing before resting? I don't think so. I think Oliver will get comfortable and he'll just kind of murmur to himself having what I would think at this point it just become like a norm for the this side of the crew now as he talks to Jaden until he falls asleep. I think Grundle would eat a bunch of that free food in there, like, you know, mm-hmm. until yeah. he's oh, yeah. full, and then he would probably, like, sneak into the room and be like, Shh, I hope everyone's not sleeping yet. I made everybody sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take, I'll, I'll take one. All right, yeah, Me too. Go. Thanks, Great man. eats their sandwich in bed. <laughs> Crumbs everywhere. Much obliged, Grundle. Yeah, Grundle crawls into A magical bed. little, like, uh, brush, uh, like, hand broom flies over and cleans you off. Gray. Oh, jeez. Thank you, brush. It curtsies. I don't know what the brush did. Piagas, piagas. Yep. <laughs> no, not... Grundle sandwiches <laughs> not, are the not best. The Ricky... <laughs> not the, the Ricky Rat property... The lady and the lasher. Whoa. Yeah, that really brutal film. Yeah, night goes uneventfully. You guys have probably one of the best sleeps that at least Oliver and Grundle have ever had. Uh, can't speak for Grey. Nivet's probably up there. It was quite restful. I think, you know, whoever would rise first would see Phineas uh, sneak down the stairs and kind of like try very carefully not to wake you all up. No, like in a polite way, not like with a dagger. <laughs> like he's he goes into the kitchen and starts preparing some like teas and coffees and some little cakes and everything. His utensils like kind of fly out with him and start to set the table. And he, you know, very gently just rouses you all. He's like, well, uh, I've got you some, uh, some foods and some drinks, coffee, tea. I don't know what you take. Uh, help yourselves. Um, I I really do have to say it's been a pleasure 
knowing you all. I hope you have a wonderful journey. I hope you get what you're looking for. Uh, I'm happy to answer any questions that you have now, as you have done for me. I am here. So you said that you are on the path, so I know that you're seeking the waypoint, which I know is all the way down. It's a little scary. You said you had business. Perhaps there's something I can help you with also. Whatever you need. I am Phineas Alistar Laith at your service. Please utilize me to whatever extent you desire. I think Gray would start to ask about um, the usurper and what would be down in extinction. Which question... I guess we'll start with uh, Extinction. Mm-hmm. He would explain to you... Well, okay, so Extinction is what the storybooks uh, more commonly refer to as hell. Um, it's kind of the bad place. I know a lot of these places are very bad. Uh, not enjoyable, but this is like hell, hell. Like burning lake of fire, people being tortured in infinitely. Uh, that's where the really bad people go. The people who are bad enough to earn hell from him, you point up, but uh, not so bad that they've been chained in extinction. So rapists, molesters, uh, there's probably some landlords down there. Think like a a lawmaker who would intentionally keep people in poverty. Things like that. Anyone who uses their power to exploit people to the detriment of society at large is likely there. It's not not a great place. Now, you won't have to interact with any of them. I believe there is uh, essentially a viewing lounge and there's some sort of gladiatorial combat that they engage the monsters in. Uh, I don't think you have to interact with any of the really icky people. It's more of a, I don't think you'll be fighting anyone in extinction. Hell, I might have sent a couple of those people to extinction. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, exploitation. Exploitation, yeah. And honestly, I know you said that you defeated Gula, which is quite impressive. But uh, here, on Greed, you're going to be dealing with the uh, the Tiamat Collective. There's no way that you could fight them. I would highly recommend you don't try. Um, Gula was... in the last one. <laughs> Gula was... No. Uh, I'm telling you this as a, as a scholar, as a mathematician. I can do the odds for you if you'd like. But there's... Highly recommend that you do not attempt to fight them. In fact, if you would allow me, I think the best thing for you to do would be to let me clone you and have you go maybe try with Tiamat a couple times because if you cross them in the wrong way, they're just going to kill you. And I think if you only have one try, you're likely not going to make it. And I'm sure we can come up with some sort of compensation for you know my services there, if you if you desire. Um, as far as the usurper, I I have to say, uh, he's, he's new. So I haven't dealt with anyone who has ascended from extinction since he took over and I haven't dealt with anyone who's descend, descended since he took over I know the whispers again I'm a planes traveler I can go to the different planes uh, I go to the different layers of exile I can even go back to the world that you come from uh, I, I, I really don't know much about him I can say he's new enough that if you wanted to engage him in combat it's possible you could take him but I don't know why you would want to he, you'd have to take his place if you killed him. They want that get there. He shakes his head. It's like, honestly, of all the curses, that's not the one I would want. Someone must remain chained at the skull, cursed to break that bone into dust over and over and over again. Lord of Exile, sure, it's just the jailer of all the motherless forces of destruction at the center of Exile. And the Lord of Extinction cannot break free from this chain until all life is destroyed on the prime existence. It is a great paradox. Hmm. What can you tell us about him? And Gray points up. Honestly, not a whole lot more than than you know. I do know a little bit more, I think. Are you familiar with the uh, difference between the fundamental plane and the prime existence? What? No. Hmm. Um, and he starts to float some papers around behind him, and he's like kind of drawing little pictures while he explains this. Okay, so the prime existence is where we are. The model of creation that I've developed, and the what most lost believe, and so on and so forth, is there was originally some place called the fundamental plane, where the six most powerful gods, or farmers as we'll call them, are from. I, I know that word god has some 
baggage, but it really works in this context. They executed an event called the Convergence to end what we call the Divergence. Essentially, in the fundamental plane, life became so extremely complex and so extremely destructive, there was a very real and increasing threat of what Arcanists call a crunch, a complete collapse of the universe onto itself, ending all life, compacting everything into an extremely dense single point in nothingness. Does that make sense? Yeah. So to avoid this collapse, avoid the universe collapsing on itself into something denser than a million black holes. To avoid that, they executed something called a convergence. The reason that the divergence happened, there was this constant drive to simulate life, to extend existence, to extend life, things like that. I, I, I guess it seems to be the mortal condition is what we see happening now. Nevertheless, the fundamental plane was packed with life inside of life inside of life, inside of life, so much so it was nearly impossible to determine what was even at the top anymore. Digitized, magical, electrical, everything, worlds and worlds and worlds, and never a thought for the idea that all it takes to create essence is time and change. There were literally entire universes, histories being played out every moment. There was so much essence, people stopped aging naturally, even at the top layer, and at a certain point, everyone even newborns were excessively magical. Abilities beyond anything average mortals should possess. And demons. <laughs> demons feed on essence. So you can imagine. You think Gula was large. You can't even fathom a beast born of the all-you-can-eat soul buffet of the fundamental plane. Uh, against the threat of a total collapse of existence, and honestly just the mess that it all was, these six most powerful gods left. They embodied the essence of six forces. Creation... Destruction, time, change, life, and death. And they created a new existence. This one, the one we're in, a thousand times larger, and brought all sentient life from all layers, all creations, all farms, all simulations, brought it all here and made it real. Left all the other millions of gods behind. And he, the, the burning man, lords over it. The god of time, he changed the worst forces here in exile, sort of, I guess trapped is a better word. He doesn't truly chain anyone. There's always a way, as he would say. And as far as why only he remains and where the other five have gone, that's one of the things I don't know. Where the, the other thing that I don't know is where the convergence is. That point of connection between our prime existence and the fundamental plane. I only know that time has left that place. That's the, the lost and the demons are survivors of the convergence and they serve the Burning Man or served him at one point. So who is he? I guess technically he's the one who brought us all here along with the other gods, wherever they might have gone. Your mouths are all open. Are you all feeling all right? It's just a lack of taking. Yeah. You said you knew a little bit more than us. Uh, that happened to be a lot more than what we knew. Well, now, keep in mind, this is just a theory, but I do believe that it explains the creation as I know it. And Lost are, are strange creatures. Have you ever spoken to a Lost? Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, they're, they're differing in their value, how much they know. It seems like there was almost some sort of, like, segmentation of information, right? So sometimes you're lucky. Sometimes you get a lot of information. Sometimes you get less information. But that is what I believe. I believe the Burning Man is one of those original creators of... The prime existence, as I call it. The prime existence. And he would hold his hands out. Everything that you know, all real. Everything brought to bear. Everything brought with a place to live, a place to grow. Here we are. Hmm. So, essentially, there was a former world where everyone became so powerful, everyone were gods. And oh, this yes. is the divergence, where it diverts from that place to this place. Not quite. You're close. The divergence was life going off into the infinitely complicated spider web of infinite power. That was the divergence. It's essentially, think of it like everything before the convergence was the divergence. At some point when life was first created, when the first seed was grown, the first farmer, he uses quotation marks, quotation, air quotation marks, the first farmer farmed his first bit of essence that happened. That was the divergence. The convergence 
was the point. It's it's both an event and a place. It is both a point in time and a physical point in the universe. The convergence is when they brought it all together. They brought everything here. They spread it all out. They gave it so much more room to grow. And there's no... There's, I mean, there's some demons, but nothing, nothing like the tales I've heard of the fundamental plane. Mm. The infinite, consuming, massive demons, world to world, just eating. No, I'm trying to piece this all together as, as a player. Like, they've, the Lost have told us that we'll need to become more powerful to survive which one of those things because they've been like oh you're going to need be powerful convergence okay Mm -hmm. so in that context you need to remember that the lost are somewhat timeless beings and that the convergence is i'm i'm not trying to be weird it just literally convergence is both a point in time it is an event and it is a point in space it is a place yeah so those are the two kind of bits of context and it, it exists outside of time. I'm going to ask him about the door. Like, what What does he know about the door? Girl, what's the door all about? Yeah. And why is it open? <laughs> there is... Sorry, I'm trying, to th- I'm trying to think through this life. There is one person, I'm not going to tell you who, who he would have met, who would have been able to tell him about that. So, did they? Someone give me a luck check... Uh, we'll do like a 10 and under. He did not tell them. We'll do, okay. He, that is new information to Phineas. And he's like, a door, a door. What do you mean a door? Is this some sort of analogy? Is this some sort of metaphor? A door. The door and the path is open. And it can't close. He's, yeah, he like starts to fearlessly scribble down. Uh, I, I am sure that you guys will think of plenty more questions to ask Phineas, Alistair, Laith. We do have to end our episode here, though. Um, we're just out of time. That's not a cliffhanger at all. Get off my nuts. It would have um, been if you would have ended it before the roll. Right, but it would have been the worst like payoff later when I'm like, nope, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We appreciate you so, so much. I want to take a moment to invite you to check out our new network website. It's actualplaypods.com. And that has everything that you uh, need to interact with the homebrew and our other shows that we have on the network now. If you haven't had a chance to check those out, please do so. We've got Power Word Fail dropping every Monday with the wonderful Austin Brady and lovely Tyrell Nye. Or if the high seas are more your flavor, you can check out the Kaleidosphere. That's kale, like the vegetable. Ido, I-D-O, sphere. Uh, And that's got uh, the wonderful Cody and the majestic Pippin and even a little bit of me on it. And you can find links to everything that you need at actualplaypods.com. There's also links to our Patreon, how you can support the show, which uh, enables us to be able to publish all these awesome shows weekly. Uh, you can get all sorts of fun freebies and things like that. And you can also find a link to our Discord. And we would greatly appreciate you hopping on and saying hello to us. So check it out. Again, it's actualplaypods.com. And I will see you next week for episode 78 of The Homebrew. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the homebrew wall of fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, Rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, Zombie Dad, Belmont, Hunter of the Unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to The Last Guppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the Catburger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. 
Check out Austin's project at foldsofhonor.org. And Timon King, previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio, who hacked their location and joined the crew. I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock column formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip, a tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. And Brendan Baker, a simple slaughterer for beef. I'm sure Mr. Goy would approve. There's been another sighting of ghostly Bigfoot, Grundle's long-lost friend and fellow abomination. Gotta be more careful, big guy, or they're gonna find you one of these days. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash thehomebrew, and we'll see you next week.